0: Hi, my name is Dr. Warwick Bishop, and welcome to my podcast and videocast station. And today, I'm absolutely delighted to have with me Angela Paris, who's a registered nurse who's been specially trained in cardiac and intensive care nursing, and has a special interest in the holistic well-being of patients who are going through a cardiac health journey. Angela's all the way from Country New South Wales. Joining me today, thank you so much for being here, Angela.
1: Thank you, Warwick. Thank you, Dr Bishop, for reminding (laughs) me.
0: Angela, for today, you're more than welcome to call me
1: Warwick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Look, Angela, what I thought I'd like to do is um, ask you to share with me a story that you've touched on um, that's Occurred as part of your own personal experience in uh, cardiology and the amazing coincidences that can occur. And I'm I'm not going to say too much because I know a fair bit of the story. But um, if I recall, there was a, there was a, a resuscitation that you were involved in. Can Can you tell me more about that?
1: Yes, uh, Warwick. It was about uh, well, late 1990s that I was working in intensive intensive care unit in one of the leading teaching hospitals in Sydney. And after a very busy evening shift, I was trying to slip through the back door to the car park. It was about four to midnight when the supervisor came and said, Angela, we need you. We have a cardiac arrest in emergency department. So I went back to the intensive care unit. I sort of grabbed the doctor. I said, you're coming with me. We're going to resuscitate someone in uh, emergency. So when we got there, there was a young man, probably in his late thirties, early forties, with ambulance officers and nurses around doing performing CPR. So we the resuscitation, and uh, we, you know, gave him all the life support drugs, uh, defibrillated him many times, and was unsuccessful. He kept going back into a ventricular fibrillation. So. We worked on him for about 40 minutes and the doctor was happy to call it off and pronounce him dead so he said you know the ambulance officers had worked with him work on him prior to bringing him to the hospital and we've already done 40 minutes of resuscitation he's not so, responding
0: angela what i'll add in there for the people who are listening who may not be who almost certainly wouldn't have had this experience is it's an incredibly emotionally charged situation where we, as the medical team, we have to know really when when enough is enough. You can't resuscitate someone for 24 hours, 36 hours a a week. It becomes silly, if you like. But but similarly, we can't just give up after 30 seconds. Uh, because we can resuscitate mm. people after several minutes and so there's there is a time where someone who's responsible for that cardiac arrest has to make as you're referring to a call and say look we're gonna stop mm. now for for mm. for what appears to be uh, the the likelihood that we just can't we just can't bring this person back so it's a big deal so go on keep telling us more. It is.
1: It, it is a very emo- as he said, it's a very emotional decision you have to make for this life. So when he asked me, I just said to him, could you please give me one more chance? And I said, all right. So um, I put the paddles on his chest and gave him one last shock, which reverted him to sinus rhythm, sinus tachycardia, and he had a cardiac output.
0: Wow.
1: So it was just...
0: Listening to you puts the hair up on the back of my neck. I can't begin to imagine how you felt, but there must have been serious elation, adrenaline, elation. Amazing.
1: It was amazing.
0: I guess the important thing was that he'd had good CPR up until that point because with good CPR, good compression of the heart, there's a very good chance he may well have had good perfusion to his brain and therefore a good recovery. Tell me more about how he went, Angela.
1: Exactly. So at that time, uh, we stabilised him, took him to intensive care unit, um, organised a bed for him, admitted him. But it was about after 2 o'clock when I left the hospital, but all the way home, I was thinking, did I do the right thing? Would he have brain damage? you know, was this the right decision. So it really couldn't, you know, kept me awake that night. And a couple of days later, when I came back to the hospital, I could see this lady calling me to to the room. And she said, Angela, I want to thank you for saving my husband's life. And he was sitting up there having a cup of tea. And I was just amazed to see him sitting there, he did he did blame me for burning his chest from ah.
0: that. <laughs> yeah, that must that that sort of stuff brings tears to your eyes
1: oh, I does it does I, it's very emotional um, and actually what was more emotional was that evening um, his daughter walked in her bridal to see the father be so this cardiac arrest happened two, three days before his uh, daughter's wedding.
0: Wow. So that
1: was very emotional.
0: Unbelievable.
1: She, yeah, she was so happy to at least have the father, even though he couldn't walk her down the aisle, but he was alive. So it was very important to her to come and see him. And uh, that was fine. Um, four years later, a man was brought in from in uh, emergency department. He was um, taken to one of the rooms in the intensive care unit, and the nurse who brought him came to me and said, "Angela, that man I just brought in wants to see you." So I walked there, walked into his room, and he said, "Angela, you saved my life four years ago, and and I, I wasn't sure which which life I have saved." So I asked him. What happened? He said, remember, my daughter got married a couple of days later. I said, oh, right, yes. So uh, he said, we talk about you all the time. We are so thankful everyone in my family knows you because we can't thank you enough. It was just um, an amazing feeling to know that you have changed someone's life with one shock. And um, and he boasted that he had... um, two grandkids as well and so it was very very happy family unit
0: because we often forget that um, when we're dealing with a person in front of us that person is not alone they have uh, a mother or a father or a brother or a sister or a loved one they may have children yes. And we're really not just dealing with an individual patient in isolation. So often we're dealing with an entire family unit and the obligations and the interconnectivity mm. of that. And it sounds like this man yeah. in particular um, got, got the chance to see not only his daughter be married, but the chance to see his children's children, which is amazing.
1: Yes, it was. He was very happy. It, makes, and,
0: um, it does make you ask um, the "what if" question. What if? What if you hadn't been there, Angela? What if that arrest hadn't continued? And um, it almost doesn't bear thinking about, does it?
1: Exactly. So sometimes I think, what if I had left the hospital two minutes before that, Correct. and the supervisor didn't touch me, and what if I? agreed and said, yeah, let's call it off. So it really you know, makes a huge difference to someone's life and a family um, with, with just that one last attempt. So in, 90- and, um, in
0: 1995, this gentleman was back in hospital. Was that with his heart or something else, Angela?
1: Yes, it was his heart. He continued to have heart problems. He's had stents put in and he's had bypass surgery um and uh, he was yeah, at that time he was there with another mild heart attack and uh, so about 18 years later i had published my book called loving your heart and i was invited to um talk about this book at the local library and as you know i'm very passionate about helping people about learning about the heart and knowing that how to look after this important organ. So I was talking about this um, book and um, for some unknown reason, I uh, shared this um, story about this man on that day. And I just said, you know, it all depends with you're at the right place at the right time. And this is what happened to one man, you know, and I could See two people talking at the back of the audience. And I said, am I talking about somebody you knew? He got up and he said, no, Angela, you're talking about me. That was 18 years ago that um, you saved my life. Wow. So he came to the front and we were very, very emotional. Everybody in the audience had tears in their eyes just to see that, you know, how emotional he was to see me again. Hmm.
0: Well honestly Angela, I'm tearing up just hearing that. That's that's beautiful. Yes.
1: And you yes. look like it's well it <laughs> <so. laughs> I know. I am every time I talk about oh, it, I tear up because I just can't believe how emotional. Uh,
0: that's an that's an amazing yeah. story. And what a what an opportunity to make a difference, Angela. And such a wonderful difference. Yes. Congratulations to you. And
1: you, thank you so much. And would you believe, I've always kept thinking about him. And the other day, I was going through my uh, computer database and I came across his mobile number. So I thought, well, it's about 30 years ago now, but I'll just give a call and see whether he's around. And I the number and a female, a woman answered the phone. So I introduced myself. I said, I'm Angela. I used to work in this hospital. She said, Oh, would you like to um, would you like to talk to my husband? And this is 30 years on, and he was still there. He came on the phone, he said, I can't believe you've rung me. He said, I've been thinking about you. And, in fact, my daughter came to me last, youngest daughter came to me last week and said, Angela, I'm sorry, Dad, can I can I talk to that nurse who saved your life? Have you got her number? And I just, I teared up. I said, really? I said, you're, um, you're more than welcome to give my telephone number to her. So she would have been uh, 10 years old, probably 10, 15 years old, probably wow. at that time when she, when he had the heart attack.
0: What an extraordinary so, story.
1: Family. So he said he's had um, a heart transplant oh, 13 wait. years ago.
0: Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah.
1: And he's still going, he's still got a uh, lot of uh, bit of heart failure, uh, some kidney um, failure, but he said, I'm so grateful. For the, what you did and he said I actually go and talk to new grad doctors now about how he was saved so an amazing story I, I just um, I feel when I think of that I, you know uh, if you look at it spiritually I feel that it, that was my purpose was to give somebody 30 years of extension of
0: life what what an experience that i
1: fulfilled. that?
0: What an exceptional gift to be yeah. able to give someone, Angela. Look, I'm going to have to wrap it up there mm. because we've really covered a fair bit of time. Yes, but thank you so much yes. for sharing that. I know that um, anyone listening to this will be moved by it. I'm <laughs> I'm a bit teared mm. up from it because it's an amazing story. <laughs> um, and the chance yes. to, I can see that. the tangible opportunity to really know that you've made a difference in someone's life like that is extraordinary. And I think it's why we do our job. And for this man such thin threads and such a difference. His alternate, his alternate path would have been so different had it not been for you and your belief and, and hope. So um, congratulations Mm. on, on such a great input to someone's life. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to say goodbye now. Um, for those, yes. of, I hope you got something out of this beautiful story. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, till next time, look after yourselves, and please don't die from a heart attack. Goodbye. You have been listening to another podcast from Dr. Warwick. Visit his website at drwarwickbishop.com for the latest news on heart disease. If you love this podcast, feel free to leave us a review.